Okay, first question. Um, I agree, uh, which is a positive start. Uh, I agree that Done. each religion has the right to their claims, mm. but is when people insist on converting others that I become uncomfortable. Should religious people not keep their opinions, however strong, to themselves? What do you reckon to that? Good question. And I think that's a logical place to go, as in you can get to the point where you say, okay, they're all different, okay, it's fine for people to hold them, but why must we um, try and convert one another? And I think that's a logical thing. I think a couple of things I'd say. First thing is, if you believe something strongly and you believe that it has implications for another human being, then you'll talk to them out of love um, for them about it. So uh, if, you, um, if I know Zaki here um, is about to step onto a snake that's going to bite his foot, and I know that, and I believe that, I will share that belief because it has implications for him. And that's not an aggressive thing. He might say, I don't choose to believe you. Um, it might not be true. But out of love for another person, I might well share my conviction if I think it has implications for them. And I'd say that I'd put Christianity in that, in that case. I want to do it sensitively. But I, if I believe it's true, if I really believe it's true, and I then believe it has implications for people and that love, joy, peace for eternity is available... Um, I want to have love share that with my friends, my family, and I want to do that sensitively. The other thing I'll just quickly say is there's a slight irony in the question because if, if you say to me, hey, Rich, to influence someone else's religious approach is kind of arrogant, you in yourself are probably not deliberately, but are actually trying to influence my religious approach. So if, if, to say, I don't think people should share their religious opinions, I might come back and say, why have you shared that with me? Um, because in itself, it is a, an approach to religious discourse that you have shared. And so for people to kind of impose onto others, I don't think we should share our opinions, is slightly actually technically a bit ironic, because it is, it, it is in itself sharing an opinion. Um, but that's maybe a bit being a smart aleck. Um, stick with the first bit if you want. Um, a couple of other questions kind of related or following on from this. First of all, uh, for the sake of clarity, mm. are you really saying most people in the world across history and across different cultures are wrong and you are right? Just for the sake of clarity, just so we know exactly where you stand on this. Are you saying everyone else in all of history and different cultures are wrong mm. and you are right? Mm. Right, good. Let's, let's talk about that for a few minutes. Uh, what I'm not saying is that every person across history and geography and every culture across history and geography is wrong about everything. I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying that I've come to the belief that every person across history and geography is wrong about everything they believe about the divine. I'm not saying that. I would believe that as human beings, we're all made in God's image. And therefore, each of us know and understand and experience true things about the world. And so that's why I very deliberately asked Sanju, what blessed you about your background in Hinduism? Because as a Christian who exclusively believes Christianity is true and every other religious claim is false, I, that drives me to believe that everyone around the world would experience and understand some true things about God and life and faith and being a human being which is why 
um, the community feel and his experience in that community was a great blessing to him. And I want to say, so not everything that everybody believes about, I'm not saying everyone, nobody knows anything except Christians. That's total nonsense. Um, I am saying that I think the religious conviction that Jesus Christ was God, died and rose again, and that's a big deal, is true. And I have come to see that that's true, and therefore I think any claim that contradicts that claim I would see as wrong. Last thing I'd say, because kind of the objection sometimes comes if you, if you were kind of, um, if you were, if I was born in uh, a hill in outer Mongolia 500 years ago, I wouldn't be a Christian, um, as in kind of your, your, your opinion is, is so culturally confined. How could you then say that every other place is wrong? Because you're just experiencing this belief because you grew up in England, you know, in a middle-class village, right? But the, the, the reality of that is that's also true of every worldview. So if I say to you as an atheist, well, you might just... If you grew up in a hill in Outer Mongolia 500 years ago, you wouldn't be an atheist. Uh, it doesn't mean it's not true. It just means that Outer Mongolian hills weren't full of atheists 500 years ago. It's kind of a mute point. So there's a few thoughts that I would say. Um, I'm not saying everyone everywhere is wrong about everything. I'm saying Jesus is who he says he was. And anyone or any claim that contradicts that claim, I'd want to look at that together in a tolerant way with no headbutting. Great. Thank you for extra clarification. Um, Now, this next question, you have kind of touched on it in that last one, but just for the sake of clarity and making sure we're not ducking any questions, uh, even if we accept there is one true religion... Can we still learn things from those around us who follow different beliefs? If I was going to be an annoying Christian, I'd want to caveat this answer in lots of ways to to make sure that I was being clear. But for the sake of brevity, yes, we absolutely can learn lots from people who follow different beliefs. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. And then, final question, just so you can pace your answers. Um, On uh, a slightly uh, different topic, um, why did Jesus get baptised? Could you explain something of the significance of it and the story behind it? Okay. Settle in. Story time with Rich. Here we go. Um, Well, it's a very good theological question. Uh, Well done. Because... We're saying that Dan and Charlotte's baptism is symbolic and representative of sins washed away and, you know, whatever. And Jesus uh, himself wasn't sinful. We believe he didn't commit any sin. So why is he getting washed away of his sins? And why is Jesus doing that? The basic story is that um, Jesus turns up into adult life and says, "Um, I'm going to get baptized by my cousin, a guy called John. And he goes down into the water. He comes up. And at that moment, the Gospels and eyewitnesses record that a voice from heaven said, you are my son who I love. I am well pleased with you. And um, that the kind of the Holy Spirit rests on him. And there it is. That's the story. The son of God is baptized. The father says something lovely over him and the spirit rests on him. It's this beautiful picture of the Trinity and it's all great. Why did he get baptized? I think he got baptized... And basically, I don't know, I'm going to look it up. But I think he got baptised because the baptism that was going on at that moment was um, all about uh, very, very sinful people coming and declaring 
Um, I'm basically, I'm really bad and I want to think about that and I want to address that. That was kind of the, the level of baptism at that moment. It was, I'm a sinner and I want to kind of acknowledge that. And I think Jesus went and plunged himself into that because he so wants to associate with sinners. He so wants to get stuck into people who have dirt. He so wants to say, I'm the sort of God, not who stands at the top and goes, uh, clean yourself up, but who comes and I'm going to show I'm that associated with you. I'm kind of dripping wet from the water too. I'm going to get stuck in and I'm going to deal with this issue of your, your moral guilt and your spiritual dirt. Not his own, I want to be really clear, not his own, but he's showing he's that committed to getting stuck in with us. That that's why I think he chose to be baptised. It's kind of a big visual aid. Um, but that might be heresy. One other thought, not because that was heresy, uh, but uh, just kind of further on that, I think Jesus um, said that it was, so John the Baptist, his cousin, said, you shouldn't get baptised, but Jesus said it's fitting or it's appropriate that I do. And I think, uh, as Richard's saying, there was a modelling that Jesus was doing in getting baptised that um, it was a completely new way of relating or approaching or accessing his heavenly father uh, he was modeling uh, a new way of being righteous or right in the sight of his father by going through with baptism. previous baptism that john the baptist was doing was a, a baptism of repentance jesus was introducing a new way of getting right uh, with the father it wasn't based on other sacrifices or things he was showing in himself that he was opening the way or making a way for us to relate to the father as well which Probably what you're saying. As I well. totally agree. I totally agree. 